It's a show, the number one podcast on iTunes. We're pretty sure. <clears throat> Talk to me. Hey, brother. Hey, man. Let's just test this out a little bit here. Your dulcet tones sound pretty good. Just give me a good, quick level. A good, quick level. One, two. That's as high as I can count. It's two. <laughs> It's a show is recorded in front of a live studio audience. It's a show. Our special guest this week on It's a Show. Please give it up for Karak Hendricks live on BT. He had a lot on his mind. Yeah, right. you know... <laughs> All of us performers do. It's Karak Hendricks, and let's go through the spelling because it's got a, a bit of a trick to it if we're looking for your name on YouTube and Google. K-A-R-A-C-H-E-N-D-R-I-K-S. So no C in the Hendricks, and, but I've literally seen every type of combination that uh, you can imagine. On a side <laughs> musical note, your first name is derived from music history. It is, yes. Uh, Robert Plant from Led Zeppelin had a son named Kerak, and uh, Kerak died when he was quite young. And uh, I guess I, uh, I was named after him, so a little bit of uh, classic rock trivia. So your parents were very musical, but they weren't the only ones. There was uncles, there was grandpas. Tell us about growing up and the first time you put your hands on an instrument. Absolutely. Well, no, I had a lot of music throughout my, my whole life. Music was always my thing uh, and in, in all sides of the family, all corners. So it was uh, definitely my, my great-grandpa Chester was the, the one that really got me started on actually playing an instrument. I was six years old and he handed me down his mandolin from when he was a kid. Now that mandolin got a little bit warped in a in a wet basement scenario. I think I still have some of the pieces of it, but it was uh, that was a perfect instrument to learn on because it was small, uh, but and it was still you know you could it could cut through and I could still accompany with it. So I think I think the first song I learned to play and sing at the same time was "Rock and Roll Girls" by John Fogerty. So I'm still singing John Fogerty song. That's amazing. You don't hear great names like Chester anymore. That's a beauty. <laughs> And his wife's name was Bertha, so I had Bertha and Chester as my uh, my one, one set of great grandparents. That's they were awesome. they were awesome. <laughs> Let me ask you about where you grew up, and do you think that shaped your musical future and how? Well, it was either music or sports. Yeah. yeah. So for, for me, uh, I wasn't so good at the sports. Uh, definitely enjoyed them. Got you know played a little bit of ball, uh, like a lot of people in a small community didn't play hockey though that was a pretty big commitment and i know it still is so uh by that by the time you know most of my friends were really into hockey i was already playing weddings and dances uh and and even the occasional uh bar you know into my teen years i had the at the time you could have a, a liquor per uh like a license from the from the liquor control board so i was able to actually uh, play in bars uh, but yeah i i grew up uh between Heinsburg and dewberry alberta so still head out there quite often to see family and, and do the odd show uh but yeah i spent most of my adult life in the in the edmonton area but uh, yeah, growing up there, music was was a always a big part of my life. There's even video footage of me singing at a talent show when I was, I think I was three. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, always been on stage, uh, always loved performing and uh, and listening to music as well. So it's a big part of my life and still is to this day. <laughs> Sometimes I think about leaving, do a little bumming around, 
I wanna throw my bills out the window and catch a train to another town, but I keep on working. I gotta buy my kids a brand new pair of Nike shoes. I might drink a little bit here on a Tuesday and I'll cry a little bit of these working man balloons. Gord Bamford, Aaron Pritchett backing you up on Working Man Blues. <laughs> and I mean, we just lost Merle. And we uh, did. Yeah. yeah. You know, I thought it was going to be Gord doing it and all the heavy lifting, but no, you are running the show there and it's beauty. <laughs> Oh, thanks, Greg. Yeah, that was a, that was a great time, man. I was so lucky. That was just I was just coming near the end of my uh, tenure with Gord and his band, and uh, but that was a great way to cap it off. Gord uh, asked me to come along with him, and I was you know my primary role was to to sing some harmonies and and play some guitar for him. But uh, he leaned over and said, "Hey, you want to do one?" And uh, that was the first song that came to mind. So and man, we had a good time, and I I'm sure uh, the digression of a, a beer bottle sliding across the strings uh, didn't go unnoticed by yourself. <laughs> and I wasn't that drunk honestly but it just seemed like the right thing to do it well was it was cabo san lucas right you know what are you gonna do <laughs> exactly. you're, in, you're in cabo so were you ever able to cross paths with the legendary merle haggard never did no i saw him live once uh that was a, a that was a strange show too like he did great it was such a good show but the opening act was carolyn don johnson nice and uh Carolyn did such a great job i think she was uh, touring on her second record at that time and just a killer band great set Take me fast or take me slow I don't really care how I go In the daylight or in the dark Just don't let me die of a broken heart Did you see the Facebook page picture that she put up of her and Merle? The caption was, I think, that she always secretly had a crush on him, and he w <laughs> during the time that picture was taken he was grabbing her butt oh my god that does not surprise me one bit yeah. and you know another interesting thing about that show is uh I, that was in calgary and somebody that was uh, also in attendance at that time was none other than tina tuner speaking of legends <laughs> i'll say a canadian legend in the making right there you know something Karak? i don't have my bell i don't know why and i feel bad because you're an avid listener of the it's a show podcast and we all know the bell is is a huge part of it it I went, sure is. But I went to Princess Auto yesterday, and I got this. Got some cowbell for you. Wow. <laughs> That's even more annoying than the bell, Greg. Good <laughs> job. You can't use a deft touch with this thing, but oh, maybe you can. Look at this. There you go. Anyway, just for you, I, I spent a good six hard-earned dollars on that. <laughs> I'll e-transfer you half that. How's that? <laughs> yeah, that would be the full proceeds of all your album sales so far. Uh, so far, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know it. Oh, man. So, yeah, the record business is an unusual animal. Now, you've been in it for so long, uh, behind the scenes, backing up all of these different performers, and you've had the chance to work with some incredible people. Why now would you decide to release your own record? 
Greg, to be honest, I, it's just one of those things I've been, I've been fighting this for a long time because I've seen how hard it is. I've seen the commitment that has to go into uh, establishing and, and maintaining a career in music. But uh, every time I try not to, I just get that feeling in the pit of my stomach like I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Right. And uh, that, that's when I knew it was time. Like, it's just, let's just get on with this. So it's just a feeling that I, that I have that, uh, you know, I've, I've been writing songs for years and uh, I, I have some stuff to say and I want to start saying it musically uh, with my guitar and uh, with my voice. And believe it on my youth. Blame it on my pride. Let's cut to the truth. Before goodbye. You are so strong and willing to speak. I want to grow old with you. So blame it on my youth. This is a song that I co-wrote with my friend Tyler Pellerin, and, and uh, so the, you know the, the seeds of this song definitely came from some discussions we were having around some relationship issues he was having at the time. And but just like any sort of storytelling, the story evolves and changes, and uh, ideas get brought in from both of our experiences. But the production value on this single is super strong. Who put this together? This was a co-production with myself and my friend Scott Green. Uh, we did a lot of this right here in Edmonton. We also worked with uh, Mike Little and Spencer Chain down in Calgary from the George Canyon camp there. And uh, yeah, we we spent a, a long time on this. So this song has been around for a few years in my in my uh, war chest of stories. Um, so I've always had a, an idea of how I wanted this to sound, and I and I have to say it really came out the way I was hoping. Uh, we really tried to bring in a lot of the elements of uh, where I come from. Obviously, there's some mandolin and some some lap steel guitar. Those are uh, instruments that I've been playing my whole life. Uh, but also, you know, adding in the drum loops and, and keeping it really fresh and modern. It's very interesting melodically during the first, before you start singing the vocal. It's really cool. Oh, thank you. Yeah, Mike, when Mike Little really did his uh, his magic on that, that's what really set this song off. His piano parts are just, just beautiful and, and the organ just carries it through as well. And the hook is so strong. Like it just, uh, you know, you, once you you hear it once you want to hear it again like i'm thinking about getting awesome. you off the phone so i can play it again right now so <laughs> blame it on my youth it's at radio now correct it is and it, it, funny thing you know nowadays uh with the internet uh, every local radio station is available to us uh, across you know with the with the internet and so my wife and i just about an hour ago finally heard it being played on uh, yorkton saskatchewan's uh, gx94 we actually heard it come on in between uh might have been like luke bryan and uh, maybe keith urban or something it's so very exciting times for me to hear uh, the efforts finally being uh, played on the air Congrats on all of that. And I see uh, some fun stuff happening, including Big Valley Jamboree you're booked for, right? Uh, well, no, I was booked there a couple of years ago. This says BVJ 2016. Well, you know what? That could be. It Is says, that on my website? Uh, no, it's bigvalleyjamboree.com performers slash Karak Hendrix. And then it says BVJ 2016. Really? And... Uh, <laughs> So, I think you're. I think you're booked, brother. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> do you have an agent possible. that you need to talk to, or I don't know. Maybe you do need an I, agent. I I have an agent, but uh, sometimes, but uh, sometimes a lot of this stuff just comes my way, and I don't even know it's coming. So I better check with the people that book me. Yeah, you that. might want to put that into your uh, calendar. You don't want to miss wow, that gig. The last time I was at BBJ was in 2013. Uh, I was I was lucky enough. Tim McGraw finished up on the main stage, and then I fired up the the beer garden stage and uh, did an hour and a half set there. That was a crazy weekend i was playing guitar with adam gregory at the time yeah and uh had to fly in that afternoon actually came home caught a couple hours sleep and then uh got in the shower and went 
right to Big Valley and uh, put on that show. We had a great time there. You're listening to It's a Show with Greg Shannon. We're here 24-7, 365 at It's a Show Podcast on iTunes and Facebook and at It's a Show Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Can you tell me about a particular artist that you really were in awe of when you worked with them? No, I've done so many, you know, playing guitar with uh, Ronnie Prophet uh, at uh, K-Days here in, in Edmonton, uh, playing in his uh, band for a few shows uh, when he'd come up from Branson. That was a uh, dream come true. I always watched his TV show when I was growing up in Montreal. Ronnie, you helped me discover country music and sent me on my way, so this is your life. Thanks to my first manager, Phil Levitin, who took me to New York and L.A. and put me on the Johnny Carson show, Merv Griffin, Mike Douglas, and, and introduced me to, to Mr. Danny Thomas. And uh, thank you, Phil, for so much. Thanks to CBC, who uh, gave me the first chance to be on network television here in Canada. And all the gang at CTV when we shot Grand Old Country at CFTO in Toronto. What a group. A lot of them are here at the, uh, in this building working on this show tonight. RCA, BMG, thank you for putting me on records and being heard around the world in Australia, New Zealand, so many places, and gave me uh, that, that shot in the limelight. Also, all the agents, promoters, who kept me working. Man, did they keep me working. And thanks to you, the fans, for coming to see the shows. Thank you. Dolly Parton, and I thought it might be nice for a change for the guest on the show to introduce the host. So, without further ado, here's Ronnie. Thank you. Hey, now, it's your here to go again. Why are you going to Okay, so let's stop the music because when you grew up and I grew up, it was a two-channel universe. The Ron- <laughs> you know it. The Ronnie Prophet show was like, I mean, the guy was unbelievable, bigger than life, right? It's Ronnie Prophet. He's on our TV. And- yeah, Ronnie, between Ronnie and uh, Tommy Hunter, man, I tell yeah. you. Uh, yeah, that was a big part of, of our upbringings, absolutely. What was he like to work with? Fantastic. Uh, you know, him and uh, Glorianne as well uh, came up and uh, just very, um, you know, he, he was such a good guitar player. I was trying to steal some of his stuff. I couldn't even really do it. He he just had a, a style all his own, uh, rooted in probably more the Chad Atkins, Jerry Reed uh, style. You know, he had his own PV guitar and everything. I mean, the, the guy was a legend and uh, and still is. But uh, yeah, that was... Uh, that was amazing, uh, getting to, to share the stage with him. Our special guest is Karak Hendricks. It's K-A-R-A-C, if you're trying to Google. And uh, we have a sponsor with a unique Googling situation, too. It's openhighway.com. That's openhwy.com, as well as our pals at the Jackpot Casino helping us put together the show every week. Besides backing up some of the legends in the industry and some great top performers like the Diamond Rios and April Wines of the world, what do you think has been a really interesting, unique experience I tell you, Greg, probably the most enlightening moment that I've been involved in was seeing at the uh, opening ceremonies for the 2012 Canada Special Olympic Winter Games. Uh, I was asked to to write a song based around the theme of the event and, and being that it was in St. Albert in the Edmonton area, something that I, I was really uh, fortunate to be part of. What happened is they had picked a, a theme for the event and I was uh, just asked to write a song around that and uh, inspired by the athletes. So put that together and that, that, that was a long process because they had a me initially about it and I said yeah I'd love to and then I didn't hear a lot from them and in the meantime our good friend Gord Bamford gave me a call and said hey why don't you come in our band for a while so I did that all of a sudden I was in the band and then I got the call from them so I was a busy boy for a long time trying to put that song together you can see the horizon but there's no line between 
there's no echo just no reason why you can't explain can you feel the magic can you sense from within the urge to do anything that you said to be Once upon a time, Tara Lee and I won a Community Builder Award for our morning show in Red Deer, and we got a chance to go to the awards. And the standout moments at that ceremony were the Special Olympians who came up. And and you hear their stories, and you hear them talk at the podium, and you're just so humbled. So I can't imagine what it was like for you to be at that ceremony and be responsible for the song. It was an honor. I mean, I I know that can sound a little bit trite, but it's true because it, you know, this is a song that was played throughout the whole games uh, at various awards ceremonies. and, and even over the PA in between events and just to be part of that and just seeing that how hard those athletes work, you know, they're just committed to it just like any athlete and, and they and even in spite of having to overcome a lot of other challenges. So very inspiring. Do you think that those people inspired you subconsciously maybe to get off your duff and get a song out to radio? I, I think so. It was especially once I received that response from that song, uh, from the the actual recorded version and then of course the, the acoustic version, just singing it, feeling the magic, so, so to speak. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, you know, I can do this. And uh, yeah. I had to tell myself that, and I did it. Editor's note in regards to the relentless pursuit of Jan Arden. I did ask Karak Hendricks off the air if he had ever run into Jan Arden in his exotic travels as a sideman and now as a solo artist. To make a possibly really long story short, no. He did, however, reveal to me that he went to grade school with a girl named Ann Jarden. So... That was close in a way, but not really. I must be honest, I've been a bit swamped with uh, side projects lately, but I've got to get back to the Relentless Pursuit Hardcore, and I hold in my right hand a notepad. Got all the contacts right here. Jan's done the Junos. She's had enough time to rest. i got to get on the phone and get on the email and continue with this Relentless Pursuit for you. It's all for you. Everything I do is for you. And now back to the It's a Show podcast, brought to you by the Jackpot Casino and OpenHighway.com, already in progress. Good luck with the single on radio across the world. Thanks so much, man. Hi, this is Karak Hendricks. My very first single, Blame It on My Youth, is coming up next on It's a Show. We can fix the words, not the emotion. (laughs) Hi, this is Karak Hendricks. Ooh, that is really stiff. Now I'm overthinking it. Oh, good Lord. Okay, well, let's see what I got around the room here. Hi, this is Karak Hendricks. You're about to hear my first radio single, Blame It on My Youth, on It's a Show. Here we are alone together. You can't stay mad forever. Tell me what's wrong or if we're too far gone. I promise I'll make it better. Getting colder 
So how about a new start? Let me warm your heart And that pretty little frosty shoulder even more annoying than the bell, Greg. Good job. <laughs>